Welcome to Breaking the Barrier, a podcast focused on Western trailblazers who are breaking barriers both in and out of the arena. Today, I'm so excited to sit down with Ashley Alderson, the mastermind behind the Boutique Hub. Thanks so much for being with us. I am so pumped to be here. Thanks again for asking. So before we dive into the incredible things that you're doing with the Boutique Hub, give us a bit of background about yourself and your roots in the Western industry. You bet. Um, I grew up on a ranch uh, in southwest North Dakota. So small town, no stoplight, no fast food restaurants, none of those things. And I'm actually the youngest of six kids. And growing up on a ranch, we all grew up on the back of a horse. We all competed in rodeo. My, my dad also competed in rodeo. So that was something that was just a part of our lifestyle and our culture. It's who we were. And I guess what happened for me, being the youngest of six kids, five of those being girls and one boy, I became the stubborn youngest child that wanted to do something different than everyone else in my family. And that led me down a lot of different paths, you know, from uh, starting my hand in the rodeo queen side of things because it was something no one in my family knew anything about. Therefore, they didn't have an opinion on it. Uh, All the way to what I do today, I felt like I was always destined to do something that no one had ever done before. I, I always wanted to try something new and I knew it had to change people's lives. So that's kind of how it led me down these paths that we're on right now. Yeah. So for those who are unfamiliar, explain what the Boutique Hub is and how long you've been in business. You bet. So the Boutique Hub's goal is to connect the global boutique industry. Boutique meaning an independent retailer that may be online or brick and mortar, a specialty store or an e-commerce store, you know, that really graces both the small towns and big cities all over the, the world, but also the vendors that we see at rodeos and Uh, at Cowboy Christmas at the NFR. That's really where the inspiration came from. And so what we do in connecting the industry is we connect the retailer, the wholesaler or creative or maker, designer, and industry service providers. And we bring everyone together on one platform to help them find any tool and business strategy that might help grow their business. And that might be from uh, coaching services we offer or kind of done-for-you expert training libraries that we lead discounts on services so that, you know, an independent retailer deserves to have that same price structure that, say, a Nordstrom might get in terms of a a wholesale break. And so we try to really leverage the size of our community around the world to really drive cost savings for small businesses and give them access to vetted wholesale brands that really do excel in the boutique atmosphere. We also put on uh, live events and conferences for our industry. And again, just try to rethink the way that our industry operates and put everything together into one platform. And that started for me uh, in 2013, we launched. And like any good business launch, uh, I think everyone has this idea, you know, I'm going to launch this business and this is how it's going to go and it's going to take off right from the start. That's absolutely not true. <laughs> that is not how business works. We, we started with this idea, you know, I had discovered all of these great stores all over the country uh, during my time as Miss Rodeo America and really wanted to bring them all together on one platform. And that's what the Boutique Hub was originally meant to be like an online shopping mall of boutiques. But when we built that, what I realized was what the business owners needed more than another consumer-facing outlet was they really needed one another. And so the Boutique Hub really started to shift in the first two years in business to really focus more on the business side and building a community in our industry more than just building an online shopping mall. Today we've kind of merged and melded and we have all those things available, but It wasn't because uh, my initial dream worked out exactly the way I thought it would. It's because we had to pivot and be really nimble along the way. 
Absolutely. So the Boutique Hub is definitely creating community among business owners. But speak about the importance of thriving small businesses to communities, both large and small. Oh, my gosh. There, you know, we've been preaching this for so long. I, my background before I started the Boutique Hub was in economic development. So this idea of small businesses coming together in community over competition and creating shopping destinations. That, that's so vital for a small town. And, and seeing that firsthand play out, I thought, how could I bring this to, you know, a much larger scale? So we've been talking about shopping small and shopping local for a lot of years. But I think fast forward to today, that's become so much more of a real, you know, hit you at home lifestyle decision than it is a tagline. In the last year, especially with the pandemic, I think everyone came to realize just how vital small businesses are to communities. And like we say, you know, our mission is to, to not just, you know, provide these tools and sell widgets or whatever. Our mission is to change lives. And we know when we change a business, we change someone's life. And then we change their family's life. We change their staff's life. And then we can change the entire community that's around them. It's small businesses on, you know, main streets and downtowns everywhere in this country and in this world that are really, really impacting economies um, on such a large scale. So from an entrepreneurial perspective, it sounds like you really have this purpose-driven mindset regarding entrepreneurship. Talk a little bit more about that. Mm-hmm. You know, from pretty early in college, I, I went to a university in North Dakota called the University of Mary, and their motto is to be America's servant leader university. And so that idea, that really Christian-based you know, based philosophy and principle of servant leadership, as Jesus did, to me, that's my entrepreneurship philosophy as well. We serve before we sell. And when we're in this for the right reasons to give back and to build others, you know, a rising tide will lift all ships. And I think a lot of the businesses that we work with that do have a similar principle of giving back and serving others first, they do see success in different ways. And it's, it's not just about the success, but it's about the fulfillment that comes with the success. So you talked about your Rodeo Queen background and serving as Miss Rodeo America. How did that experience in particular influence what you're doing now? Well, it, first of all, really gave me the idea for what we were going to do now. Being you know, a kid from North Dakota, there wasn't much <laughs> at the time growing up. It's not exactly the fashion mecca, but I always loved fashion. And when I traveled and I would find these cute boutiques at Cowboy Christmas or in Reno or wherever I was traveling, I always felt like, how can I find them when I get back home again? And now that was like when social media, (laughs) you had to be invited. (laughs) and Mark Zuckerberg was your first friend on Facebook, and it was all very new. So at that time, it was more difficult to find boutiques than it is today. So it took a couple of years for that idea to really unfold and evolve. But that's where the initial concept came from, was the Miss Rodeo experience. But the other thing I would say that it taught me, again, going back to servant leadership, is just putting people first. And the relationships that I built during that time, it, they still serve me today. I still am connected to so many people in the Western industry um, because I just think that that idea of doing business on a handshake and being true to your word, all those principles, you know, they're lost in modern culture today. Uh, you and I both know that. You know, there's mm-hmm. just a lot of people that just don't see that philosophy that we're so lucky to witness every day. So I try to do my part to bring that into what we do at the Boutique Hub and our small business coaching philosophy, because that really matters. Integrity matters. So as a business owner, what tips would you give someone looking to create positive relationships in their workplace? Oh, man, that's 
that's a great question. I think it's looking at how can I lead my team and not boss my team, right? I think it's mm-hmm. intimidating to all of a sudden you're a, a business owner, all of a sudden you have team, and you have to have team. You know, if you want to scale a business, I talk a lot about being a CEO versus being an entrepreneur because I think there's a fundamental difference. But if you're going to make that shift to scale, you have to be willing to ask for help. And for me, I feel like I, I fell down in that need right away <laughs> because I was intimidated by leading others and having them feel like, man, she doesn't know what she's doing. And so the, the more I could just be transparent with what my intentions were and the more I could find ways to set clear goals, set clear KPIs, reward them along the way and have people buy into the mission of really changing people's lives, the more bought in they are to that mission and that community and that culture, the more they're going to pull for you you know, in and out of the office. They're going to be so bought into your team that you're going to create leaders within your team and not just followers. So kind of a fun question here. The Boutique Hub is definitely not just a place for Western fashion boutiques or Western brands, but as a Western fashion enthusiast, what are some things we should keep our eye out for or what are some trends you're seeing? Well, I think that Western fashion will always influence mainstream fashion. So I do get a little bit giddy every time (laughs) I see something Western pop up on a runway or pop up in, you know, a more uh, city, I would say, boutique. Um, So I think that's something really cool, that Ralph Lauren vibe, you know, that will always be such a part of mainstream culture that comes rooted in Western culture. So that's something we can definitely hang our hat on. But the trends I've seen most recently that I am excited about is that Western is, is really taking on this role, I think, of going back to its core. You know, it's not just the glitzy Vegas Western fashion, but it's going back to ranch fashion. So things like um, a great pair of trousers, right? I mean, mm-hmm. trousers, everybody has to have trousers at this point. Everyone has to have a great pair of skinnies at this point. Um, going back to Pendleton and that feel, the Pendleton rain boots this season are probably like a must-have on everyone's list. I just love Pendleton anything at this point. And then I think some things in Western fashion that are always a good closet staple would be a great graphic tee paired with a really cute blazer. And I'm all about whether it's a leather jacket or it's a pop of color or it's like a military-style blazer with really unique buttons. I think those are, are very versatile. You can mix and match them and really get bang for your buck. But the last thing I'll mention is I think just a a unique piece of Western fashion, and that's the opportunity to take something as simple as a plain white tee, right? Jeans and a plain white tee, that's all you need in Western fashion because we all love turquoise. Amen to that. We all, yeah, so it's so easy. If you just have a plain white tee, I mean, you can style it a hundred different ways. If you've got some cool jewelry or a cute hat or a baseball cap and a braid with, you know, a little piece of turquoise at the bottom of your braid, whatever that is, It doesn't have to be expensive. It doesn't have to be extravagant. It can be super basic and still really cute. So getting away from the clothing conversation, how would you define Western on its own? And what does it mean to you to be a part of the industry and to have roots in the industry? That's a loaded question. (laughs) And I'll tell you two perspectives. So growing up on a ranch, and feeling very much like Western is my core and Western is my home. There's such a pride we take in that. And I think sometimes we have a tendency to look at people who did not have that same experience as outsiders, right? Mm -hmm. Wannabe cowboys or they're city fat or whatever it is. 
now having moved away and, and I live in a state that isn't particularly Western anymore, and I've got more friends that are not Western than Western local to me. I mean, they think I'm a barrel rider. So I've got to tease them that they don't know anything about what rodeo really is, right? Now I've found myself in this position where I have to introduce Western culture to people. So I have started to find it so valuable, even if someone is a city cowboy or a wannabe or whatever you want to call those people, the fact that they're interested and they're intrigued by our culture says a lot, and it's needed. You know, we have to be advocates today. We have to tell people about Western culture today or it will go away. You know, the world is too far removed from agriculture. So the more we can talk about the value of a handshake and our word, working hard, having integrity, um, just being true to the core of where you came from, I think those are all such powerful things that whether you grew up on a ranch or not does not matter you just have to be willing to spread the word and introduce people wherever they are to what we all believe in. Our industry definitely needs to take some responsibility and do educate those who have the interest. So in the spirit of this podcast, I'm going to ask you a somewhat corny question. What barriers are you looking to break this year, either personally or professionally? Ooh, I love that question. I'm, I'll take a corny question. <laughs> you know what I think the barriers I'm trying to break, and I think we all should break this year, is in 2020, I feel like we all fell off the hamster wheel. Like the world came to this <laughs> weird screeching halt. We all had to figure out what we were doing with our lives and just make something happen. And so my motto for 2021 is slow down to speed up. And it comes down to like when I, our kids, we've got three kids. They all rodeo now. We go to Little Britches on the regular, right? And so when we're talking about goat tying specifically, and I'm working with my oldest daughter on her tie, I'm always repeating, slow is smooth and smooth is fast. Slow is smooth and smooth is fast. And in 2021, that's my model because I don't want to get back on the hamster wheel of just being busy and the hustle and the grind. I want to really live in 2021 in who I was created to be, what my big why is, and knowing that sometimes I can actually accomplish more by doing less and not feeling like I have to keep up with everyone else around me. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. That was awesome. So is there anything that we haven't touched on that you'd like to share? You know, the, the biggest thing that I could say really influenced where I am today goes back to mindset and something I'm so fortunate that my parents instilled in me, and that's the belief that anything truly is possible. And again, going back to sounding corny, I know that sounds corny. <laughs> and I did not know what that meant until... I was an adult and I had to explore what limitations were in my mindset that were holding me back. So if there's one thing I could say to really think about today for every single one of you, it's when you say the words, I am, what is the sentence that's coming after that? Because those are the two most powerful words in your vocabulary. I am, if you say something negative, it's going to have a negative impact on you. If it says something positive, you obviously have some direction that you're running in. So be mindful of your words and the mindsets that you hold dear because truly anything is possible if you choose to see it that way. I love that. Truly, thank you so much for spreading your wisdom today. I really appreciate it and I can't wait to share this with our listeners. Thanks again for having me. Once again, that was Ashley Alderson, the brains behind the Boutique Hub. If you're interested in learning more about the Boutique Hub, you can find them on Instagram, or visit their website, theboutiquehub.com. As a reminder, this podcast is produced by the Rural Radio Network, and new episodes are available every other Tuesday. I'm Rebel Seclocha, and you're listening to the Breaking the Barrier podcast.